This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, everyone. This is Stephen Jarvis, and welcome back to the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. Today, I'm talking about the history of the Detroit Lions and the origins of the Detroit Lions. So this is going to be episode one. I'm kind of doing this because one of my buddies, Mark Bensett, and his friend, Brian, from Talking Shh podcast, decided to kind of leak it out. So uh, thank you, guys. Fuck you. But um, in all fairness, also go check out the Deluxe Edition Network, which has the podcast of the month, which is Bev's Video Kingdom. And also you can check out one of my best friends and they do a lot of good uh, podcasts on there. If you go to the Deluxe Edition Network dot com, where you will see also Flets, Movies and Pop Culture 13 and a host of other ones that are very, very good. And also, if you're looking for an award show that's better than the Oscars and the Academy Awards, which, let's be honest, we all are, then go over to the deluxeeditionnetwork.com, go to the Denny's, and click on the image to vote, where you can also vote for Podcasts of the Year. And if you'd like to, could you please vote for Stephen Jarvis and Friends Podcast? If not, it's all right. Thank you so very much, and let's get on with the show. Well, as some Detroit or most Detroit Lions fans know, that the Detroit Lions didn't weren't the Detroit Lions right away. They were called the Ports Portsmouth Spartans. The Spartans formed in 1928 when the team began importing players from defunct independent professional and semi-professional teams. The following year, Portsmouth residents agreed to fund the construction of a football stadium that was comparable to those in neighboring communities along the Ohio River. That approval prompted the National Football League to grant the city a franchise on July 12, 1930. The Spartans played their first NFL game at Universal Stadium on September 14th. With fewer than 43,000 residents in 1930, Portsmouth became the NFL's second smallest city ahead of only Green Bay, which had a population of under 38,000. During the team's first year in the league, the Spartans compiled a record of five wins, six losses, three ties, tying for seventh place in that 11-team league in 1930. Early highlights as the Portsmouth Spartans include the Ironman game against Green Bay in 1932. In that game, Spartans coach Potsy Clark refused to even make a single substitution against the defending NFL champion Packers. The Spartans won 19-0 and used only 11 players all game. At the end of the 1932 season, the Spartans were tied for first place in the league with the Chicago Bears. That prompted what in retrospect became known as the first NFL playoff game. Blizzard conditions in Chicago meant the game was moved from Wrigley Field's outdoor field to the indoor field at Chicago Stadium. 
which allowed for only an 80-yard field. The game was won 9 to nothing by the Bears on a touchdown pass from Bronco Nagurski to Red Grange. The resulting interest led to the establishment of Eastern and Western conferences and a regular championship game beginning in 1933. Despite success on the field, the Spartans were fighting to survive off of it. The team was in so much debt that the players received shares in the team in lieu of their salaries. In 1934, a group led by George A. Richards, the owner of Detroit radio station WJR, was announced as having bought the Spartans and moved them to Detroit for the 1934 season. Richards renamed the team the Detroit Lions. He not only wanted to offer a nod to the Detroit Tigers, but also wanted to signal his goal of building a team that would be the king of the NFL. Moved to Detroit in early successes, 1934 to 1938. In 1934, George A. Richards, a radio executive who owned WJR, a radio affiliate of the NBC Blue Network, the forerunner to today's ABC, purchased the Spartans for 8000 and moved the team to Detroit, renaming them the Detroit Lions. Richards picked the name because he intended to put together a team that would be the king of the NFL, much like the lion was the king of the jungle. He also wanted to tie into baseball's Detroit Tigers. In their inaugural season in Detroit, several months later, the Lions started off with a 10-game win streak that included seven shutouts. However, they lost the last three games of the season to the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears and finished in second place behind the Bears in the Western Division once again coming up short to their rivals. That same year, Richards negotiated an agreement with NBC to carry his Thanksgiving games live across all of the network's affiliated stations. Since then, the tradition of the Lions playing on Thanksgiving has continued uninterrupted. In 1935, Dutch Clark led the NFL with 35 points, while Ernie Caudill, Caudill, something, led the league with 621 yards as they carried the Lions to a 7-win, 3-loss, and 2-tie record, which was first in the Western Division. As a result, they advanced to the 1935 NFL Championship game against the New York Giants. The game was played on December 15, 1935 in front of 15,000 fans in Detroit. The Lions won the game 26-7 to secure the franchise's first world championship which was also a part of Detroit City of Champions for the 1935-30 through 1936 sports season. The Tigers won the 35 World Series, while the Detroit Red Wings captured the 1936 Stanley Cup. After the season ended, the Lions played a team of NFL All-Stars in an exhibition game on January 1st, 1936, winning 33 to nothing. They would play four additional exhibition games, a 67 to 14 win over the Westwood Cubs on January 13th, a 42 to 7 win over the Los Angeles All-Stars on January 20th, a 10 to 3 record over victory over the Green Bay Packers on January 26th and a 30-6 victory over the Hawaii All-Stars on February 9th. Over the next two years, the Lions had solid records of 8-4 and and 7-4. and However, they finished in third in the Western Division both years again to the Packers and the Bears. After falling one game short of the Packers in 1938 with the 7-4 record, both Dutch Clark and Ernie Cudell 
decided to retire. Whew. And that's where we're going to kind of end it today. Because, like I said, we wanted to just do the origins today. Now, on Thursday, we'll talk about the struggles, their early struggles, to be honest with you. So, that was the episode today. Also, if you're new to the channel or are returning, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, could you please do that? And also hit the like and comment on there. And if you really do like the podcast episodes that are out there, Hit the notification bell so you'll never miss another episode of the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. And know that on Thursday, we will be guests on the uh, Talking podcast. Also with, and another guest that was actually on there before me, I just got invited not too long ago. But the original guest, who's still going to be on there is the deluxe edition podcast, which is Casey and Ray, but I'm a, like a, I wouldn't say special guest. I'm just kind of the guest. They're the special guest. I'm just the guest. Also, I will be on Kyle Flett's new show on Friday, talking about the Monday night wars between WWE, WCW and Okay, let's be honest. Even though they weren't really considered competition, ECW. And that will be on Flets Movies and Pop Culture 13 on Friday, this Friday. Also, April 4th at 5 p.m., please come back to the podcast as I will be interviewing the legendary... Sandy Johnson, who played Judith Myers in the first ever Halloween. she And she was also Michael's first ever victim. So that's going to be pretty much it for today. Thank you so very much. Also, please go check out the network. The podcast of the month is Bev's Video Kingdom. And like I said with the award show, all you have to do is just go on the deluxeeditionnetwork.com, look for the Denny's click on it, and then you can vote for whoever you want. Thank you so very much. Thank you all for the love and support, and I will talk to you on the flip side. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. That's DeluxeEditionNetwork.com.